Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks and this is the third year anniversary of the podcast Off the Cuff. This is episode 150, March 1st, 2017. Three years ago today, I started the podcast Off the Cuff. And I just want to say that it has been one of the best things that I've ever done. It's one of the most creative ideas that I've ever had. And I've enjoyed every single second of it. Now, the song that you just heard coming in was by Pharrell Williams, Happy, because that was the very first song that I played when I did the very first episode of Off the Cuff. Now, I'm coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky, where I normally do the podcast. Nelly, the co-host of Off the Cuff, who has been on most of the episodes, has been on over 80 episodes of the 150 that we have done, she could not be in person in the studio with me today. So what I have done is, thanks to the wonderful technology that we have, I have been able to connect her through using this app. This app is called Zenster. And Nelly is at home sitting on her couch, and she's going to join me. Nelly, what I want to talk to you about is just kind of the premise of the show, where the show has, you know, how it has evolved from what it used to be to what it is now. So, uh, Nelly, thanks for joining me. I'm pulling you in right now. Do you, did you ever think you would be on a podcast? Well, no. Did you ever think you'd have a podcast? No. You're on a podcast. You're on iTunes. If, if people ask you, do you know what a podcast is? You have to say you host one. Uh, yeah. Well, because you are the official co-host for sure. Well, I know. I mean, you're the official. You've been on almost <laughs> 80 episodes of The premise of this show basically just talks about current events. Right. That's going on around the world. And it we started out a little different, but we, we evolved. grown and right, evolved since. Yeah, when you listen to the early episodes, right. they're it's more... Hilarious. Hilarious. They're more raw. Crazy. Now, Off the Cuff's kind of evolved to just us talking about current events and giving our spin on it. And I think our opinions are always interesting. And I yeah. think other people find our opinions right. interesting. And I think it's cool that we can talk about it if we don't both agree on yeah. that topic. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, Ruth Graham. Right. The wife of Billy Graham. Right. She once said... If two people have the same opinion, one of those people don't matter. Right. Right. Exactly. So she's basically saying that if we had the same opinion, one of us is irrelevant. Right, because... We're just going to agree all the time. Right. We we both disagree on something, so we both get to put our input on it. It makes it more interesting. It does. And it's everybody has that right. Everybody does. Yeah. This past year, think about all the episodes we've done. And I could, just to refresh your memory... Uh, if I was to tell you all the episodes that we've done in the past year, what would you say your favorite would be? And oh, so Lord we've Lord. done we've done several. Like we've done, like I said, stuff over the election. We've done stuff over Kentucky football. We've done stuff over Kentucky basketball. We we announced your cancer this year, Nelly. Yeah. You survived cancer this year. Yeah, I've still got. Uh, over about four and a half years before I can say you are cancer free. Yeah, we've also talked about. Do you remember the kid getting eaten by an alligator at yes, Disney World? That was sad. 
We talked about Muhammad Ali passing away. Yeah. Harambe from yeah. the zoo, the gorilla. We've talked about that. We talked about Michael Strahan and Kelly Ripper breaking uh-huh. up. We've uh, had Brandon K. Hampton on the show. We talked about Prince dying. Yeah, that was crazy. How crazy is that? We talked about my mem- my memo. She passed away this year. Right. We right. talked about all of that. And then uh, we talked about... I like it best when we talk about, try to talk about happy things. Yeah, we've talked, yeah, we've talked about a lot of things. Well, we do talk, well, I see what you're saying. A lot of that stuff was kind of like, whoa. Well, it was a lot that happened. It was a lot that happened. You know, like that big shooting in Paris and all that stuff. Yeah, we talked about that. There was a lot of stuff. But Nelly, I just want to thank you for doing the show. Another three years have went by. We're going into season four. It's always awesome to do it with you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you in episode 155, 156, 157, and on. Thanks, Adam. We'll see you later. Bye, everyone. All right, and that was Nellie, ladies and gentlemen. She couldn't be here in person with me, but she was able to uh, come in using Zenster and talk to us. Whenever we reach this point of the podcast every single year, uh, because we do 50 episodes a year, and this is the third time reaching this point, the third year anniversary. Every time we get to this point, I like to reflect back on what all the podcast has done and where the podcast is going. You know, the I guess we call it season three of the podcast uh, is officially wrapping, and I call this the season finale of the show, uh, and then the next episode will be the season premiere, episode 151. But just looking back at this last year of what all has happened, um, I just want to say a congratulations to the fans. Congratulations to everybody who's come on off the cuff because you've helped the podcast grow. Of course, we have expanded uh, the way you can listen to the podcast through you know, iTunes, through YouTube, through SoundCloud, uh, through Facebook, through the Podcast Garden website. There's several ways to listen to it and to access it. You can even follow me on Twitter and access it through that way. But looking back at this year, we've had a lot of things happen. Brandon K. Hampton from Better Call Saul came on the show. That was a really cool moment for me because he is on my favorite television show that's currently on television. And it's just cool that I could score an actor to come on my show and do an interview because usually when actors come on the show it's usually during the off season of their show or it's usually after their show has already passed and it's kind of been done and forgotten but Brandon came on the show right before the season finale of season two and you know now season three of Better Call Saul is coming up in April or I'm sorry March of 2017 and he's still playing the role of Ernesto and he's been on the show, and he said he'd come back. So I'd love to have him on season four of Off the Cuff. I think that would be a really cool. But, you know, he was our big guest of the whole season. Really, he was the only guest that we had for the season. And a lot of people have been on to me. You know, you need to get more guests. You need to you need to have more people come on. I hear you. I'm hearing you loud and clear, and I agree with you. So I am. I'm going to get more guests. But this past year... I started something that kind of took away from the episodes of me getting guests. I started something called the Communication Lecture Series, which is 
kind of a separate entity of the podcast, and that's where I do episodes on communication topics, and I lecture on different communication topics like uh, how to do an introduction and conclusion, how to deliver your speech. I do a podcast on the fear of public speaking, and I've separated that and called it the communication lecture series, and the most organized way to listen to that part of the podcast is to go to YouTube, go to the Off the Cuff Podcast YouTube channel, and you can look at the different playlists that we have on that channel, and you can see that we have the communication lecture series. On there, I think we've done like five or six episodes, but that's that's been really fun, and I'm glad that I I got to expand that. I was in a job interview the other day for a teaching position, and they asked me if I've ever been published or if I've ever wrote anything, and I said, "Well, not really, but I do a podcast, which is kind of you know my way of blogging or writing with a microphone." And they loved the idea, and they wanted to listen to it. So I gave them the link to the podcast uh, YouTube channel and just told them to listen to the playlist of the Communication Lecture Series. Now, if they were curious, I'm sure they went on and listened to some off-the-cuff regular episodes, and I'm sure they got their ears full because I do not hold back when it comes to my podcast at all. But it's been fun, and uh, you know that those two things, having Brandon K. Hampton on the show, having the Communication Lecture Series, uh, that's that's been really fun. And uh, special thanks to everyone who's come on the show and made this show great. Nellie, Josh, Zach, Jordan, uh, John. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody because I didn't write it down this time of who all I've had on the show. But you know who you are, and I really appreciate it. Uh, speaking of the YouTube channel, if you go to the Off the Cuff Podcast YouTube channel, I have done some organization with the way you can listen to our episodes. I have a different playlist. For instance, I have the regular off-the-cuff episode list where you can listen to all 150 episodes. I also have a uh, list of the communication lecture series. I also have a list of the special guests that have appeared on the show. And I've also created a sports playlist, which is our March Madness episodes. And... Those March Madness episodes are always my favorite. I love doing the March Madness episodes. It's basketball. It's the best time of the year. And uh, we usually get our biggest audience during that time because everybody's wanting to hear all the podcasts and radio shows on basketball. And so I just went through there and created a separate playlist for you to go back and listen to some old ones. And, of course, we'll be recording some new ones in March. But it's been very... Very exciting, episode 150. You know, we're not going to do nothing huge on episode 150. I don't think that uh, episode 150 is a huge landmark, but it still marks the date of the three-year anniversary of Off the Cuff. We started March 1st, 2014, and here it is March 1st, 2017, and we're going stronger than ever. The podcast is growing, and I appreciate it. And I'm looking at all these new podcasts that have arrived on the scene since Off the Cuff. And it makes me glad that I got the jump start. When I started the podcast, there were some podcasts out there, of course, but not as many as there are now. Now everyone's got a podcast, especially on the local level here in Kentucky. Matt Jones from KSR started a podcast. You know, you got people in his circle that have started podcasts. You've got Coach Calipari who has started one. You got Oscar Combs and more Kentucky uh, Kentucky. 
uh, personalities, Kentucky sports personalities, starting podcast. It is just all over the place. People are really catching on to this podcasting thing, and podcasting is the future. I predict that in the future there will be cars, vehicles that will have screens with a little podcast app button on there where you just push it and it's kind of just takes you to all the podcasts that are available. You can type in the podcast of what you want to hear and you can play it through your radio. I predict that. Now, there might be cars that already have that. I'm sure they'll have to get approval through Apple. I'm sure Apple will come up with something where they can install the podcast app into every single vehicle in the world and they can and people can access podcast. I do think that podcast is the new radio. Radio is fading and podcast is the new wave because people can be more raw, be more real and have more creativity and freedom with the way they want to do their show. I just got home from Las Vegas, Nevada, my second time there and I had an absolute blast. Vegas is the craziest place in the world, but it's so much fun. I love the entertainment portion of Vegas. I just love that it's a place where there's always something to do. There's concerts. There's shows. And when I say shows, there's any show you can think of. Magic shows. Sports shows. There's concerts. There is never not something to do in Vegas. People say that a, your Saturday night is like a Tuesday night in Vegas. And that's definitely true. A Tuesday night in Vegas is no different than a Saturday night in Vegas. But I stayed at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino right downtown Las Vegas on the Strip. I just have to say, just to give a quick review of the Planet Hollywood Casino, it is the best casino in Vegas. It's better than Caesars. It's better than Bally's. It's better than MGM. It's better than Paris. Cosmopolitan. I've been inside of all those. I've seen the casinos. I've I've kind of toured through the hotels. But Planet Hollywood, you can't really get much better. They have everything you want and more. The restaurants, they have a shopping mall, they have the casino there. The sports book. Oh my goodness. The sports book is great. 30 TVs on one wall, 30 TVs on another wall. A big bar there in the middle for you to get food, drinks, whatnot. And then they got the boards with all the lines and the over-unders and the spreads of all the games. Now, in Vegas, most people thought that I was going out there to play poker, which I got to be honest with you. I played one game of poker, and that's all I played. Because my thought going into this, going to Vegas, is if I'm going to gamble, why not do something that I can't do anywhere else? I can go to Indiana, I can go to Ohio, and I can play a poker tournament. I can play roulette. I can play blackjack because there's casinos there. But the one thing that you can do in Vegas that you can't do anywhere else is bet on sports because Nevada is the only place that you can bet on sports. So I was there in the sports room a lot, betting on sports. Bet on a few over-unders. Actually, that's all I bet on. I didn't look at the spreads. I like betting the over-unders. And the over-under is the total combined amount of points from both teams. And you have to predict whether the teams will go over that number or under that number. For instance, Kentucky versus Missouri, the over-under was at 152. So I had to predict, will this score go under or over 152? 
when all when both teams are finished and the score is combined. I uh, I did okay. I uh, you know did a few parlays. Parlays are really hard to to um, to win. You can do a three game parlay, a four game parlay, a five game parlay. Basically, a parlay is when you choose a group of games and you have to get every game correct. So you can do. Like, for instance, I did a $25 bet on a five-game parlay. The payout was something like $500. So it's not bad. Your reward is $500 and your loss is $25. But it's really hard to get because you have to get all five games correct. So you can group these five games any way you want. You can do one game over and under. You can do another game, a spread. You can do another game as a halftime spread or another game as a halftime over-under or you could just bet a straight up. You could just group those games together, and that's called a parlay. But you have to get every single game in your parlay correct to win. So it's really hard to do. And I did not get any parlay. I was one game away of getting a parlay. And it went over when it should have went under. And that was the LSU versus Auburn game. Because the the number was at 182, that was a lot of points. And my whole logic with liking under, the whole reason I like under is because I like when the players have to really work for the points. They have to put up the points. Make them earn those points. And 182 was a lot of points for any team to get. So I was like, okay, that's going under. They're not going to score over 182 points unless they go into overtime. Well, here it was, 181 with five seconds to go. Here's a buzzer shot. (laughs) Here's a buzzer shot. And uh, the buzzer shot had nothing to do with the game. It was just a buzzer shot that was just thrown up out of his butt. And he made it. So I was pretty disappointed. And uh, But what can you do? I mean, that's gambling. You win some, you lose some. Uh, Vegas is a place where you go not to sleep. You do not go to Vegas to relax. And because... Have you ever heard that theory that they pump oxygen into the casinos? I was curious if that was actually true. So I asked the dealer. I was at the roulette table playing a few numbers. And I asked her, I said, is it true that they pump oxygen in this casino? And without hesitation, she said, absolutely. She said, I can't speak for all of the casinos, but I do know that they put it in this one, talking about Planet Hollywood. She says, they even put it in the rooms here. I believe that. I 100% believe that because I can attest to it. Because I didn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You know how you can go up to a hotel room or you can go to your bed and lay down and relax? You can't do that in Vegas. You cannot relax. No matter how tired you are, you cannot close your eyes and go to sleep. Because it is a, I don't know, they're trying to get you out of your room. I was pacing the floors in my room the whole time I was up there. I couldn't sit down. And I thought it was just my anxiety going crazy. But it was just the fact that I could not sleep because there was so much oxygen in the room. How they get away with that, I don't know. But I thought that was pretty interesting to actually finally, after all these years, know that it is true that they do pump oxygen in those casinos and in those rooms. So it makes me think, you know, they do it everywhere, not just Vegas. Probably at every casino. Cincinnati, Indiana. You know, they they do it everywhere because... A casino is a casino. It doesn't matter if if it's in Vegas or 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 wherever. I want to give a shout out to my dude Kelly Noakes. 
He is a friend of mine who lives out in Las Vegas, and I hit him up when I got out there. He took me out on the very first night. We went out, and he's just showed me Vegas. He is the best person to have around when you're in Vegas because there's so much stuff to do, and he knows where to go and what to do because there's so much stuff to choose from. You get a little overwhelmed with, gosh, what am I going to do? So when you go to Vegas, it's always nice if you know somebody that lives out there that could show you around and take you out, and that's what he did. So shout out to Kelly. It was always fun, man. Had a blast. <laughs> Just like we did in 2015 when I was out there. We drove around Vegas and listened to Drake. And that was a good time. What is spectacular about Vegas, though, is really Las Vegas, the whole idea of Las Vegas, and the whole image that people have of Las Vegas is really just the Las Vegas Strip. When you get off the Strip, Las Vegas becomes like a normal town. Las Vegas becomes Lexington. You have your gas stations. You have your Applebee's. You have your Outbacks. You have your Buffalo Wild Wings. It becomes very much just like a just like a normal place. People going to work, doing their nine to fives, going out, you know, to uh, to Olive Garden. Which, by the way, I ate In and Out Burger for the first time, and I have to say that I really wasn't that taken back by it because people are always saying you got to eat In and Out; it's the best burgers. It's Steak and Shake. That's all it is. It's the Steak and Shake of the West is all In-N-Out is. If you've had Steak and Shake, you've had In-N-Out Burger. I wasn't, I'm not going to go goo-goo-ga-ga over In-N-Out Burger when it was not all that. Not all what people want to make it out to be. It was a great place. It was good. It was cheap. And I think that's why really people really like it because it's so cheap. Seriously, it's like $3 for a cheeseburger. But it was no better than Steak and Shake. My trip there, I flew Allegiant Air. I was a little nervous about flying Allegiant Air because I've, I don't, I've probably told this story on the podcast before. I was almost on a plane crash back in 2013 on an Allegiant aircraft. I was coming home from Florida to Lexington, and the engine failed on the runway right before liftoff, and... Uh, de- de- uh, debris and uh, you know parts of the engine went everywhere all across the runway. So that could have been very fatal. I mean, it could have killed us. So I've always been a little apprehensive about flying to Legion. I've flown to Legion since then, but I'm always nervous when I do it. And people say, Adam, why do you fly Legion if you're scared of them? Well, it's cheap, and plus it's direct. It's a direct flight. I only like flying direct flights. Now, I'll fly a connecting flight if I have to, but I like direct flights because you only have to do one takeoff. You only have to do one landing. It saves you a bunch of trouble, and plus it makes your trip more efficient and faster. So Allegiant was the only airline that had a direct flight from uh, my area to Vegas, and they didn't have it in Lexington. They had it from Cincinnati. So I had to drive up to Cincinnati, which wasn't a big deal. It's an hour drive. And uh, got on the flight, was in Vegas within four hours, and got back to Cincinnati in three hours because I guess the wind goes west to east, so it was pushing us to make it faster. I have to say, out of all the flights I've ever been on, that was the smoothest 
trip I've ever had. There was not one bit of turbulence. It was smooth. It was great. Had a great experience. Allegiant Air was awesome. I have to hand it to them. They did great. Loved it. Probably my best flying experience uh, as far as you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably my best flying experience because when I can fly on a flight with no turbulence, that's a great experience to me. I'd rather have a flight with no turbulence than a flight with turbulence and have all the gadgets in the world because I won't be able to focus and have fun and relax with those gadgets anyway. My poker tournament, the one poker tournament I played in in Vegas was at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and played uh, Texas Odom. $80 buy-in, $1,500 guaranteed money. By the time everybody bought in, the pot was up to something like $9,000. There was a lot of people at the MGM. And I was with the big leagues. I was with the professionals. I did okay. I didn't win. I didn't make the final table. I, I went out like 20, which isn't bad, seeing as that there was hundreds of people that joined the poker tournament. Now, people probably think I'm lying when I say I... I went out 20. I did win a little money because it did pay out, but hey, I'll take money. And as far as coming out and what I did in Vegas, let's just say my I paid my flight off, paid my hotel, paid my eats, all that, all my entertainment, everything I bought, and also came back with $12 more than what I had before I left. That, my friends, is a successful trip in Vegas. Put a bow on the trip. It was wonderful. It was great. I'm exhausted. Never really got off the Kentucky time. Three That three-hour time difference, I'm telling you. I was up at 4.30 a.m. every single morning. Because it was 7.30 a.m. in Kentucky. That's what time I'm usually on the road to work. But other than that, it was great. It was it was awesome. All together. Vegas. I want to go back next year. And uh, that's, you know, that's definitely in the future. Plans. Nothing too crazy to talk about. Uh, nothing too much I want to touch on. Really, I just wanted to take this opportunity uh, for the fans, uh, or to thank my fans and to thank uh, the listeners of the show for making this podcast what it is. I hope to keep making this podcast as entertaining with every single episode that we do. And without you guys, there would be no show, there would be no podcast, because What's the point of me talking into this microphone if nobody is going to listen to what I have to say? Oh, but ladies and gentlemen, it has been so much fun. And uh, thank you for another successful year, another successful season. And we will see you back with episode 151 with a lot of content, a lot of material, a lot of guests, a lot of exciting things happening in season four. I promise you that. And I look forward to seeing you uh, and talking with you about how good things were when we get to episode 200. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Banks. This has been Off the Cuff. We'll see you in the next episode.